we're talking to talk about some ranges today. The reason yeah. a lot of our money comes back is through those shooters, uh-huh. yeah. uh, buying those guns, that ammunition. Those things actually go back to conservation. And about 75% of shooters actually don't hunt. Wow. So we're kind of working with that data to kind of figure out how do we cater to them or how do we reach out to them and let them know that they're helping conservation as well. Because some of them don't even know that. They're not most of them don't care they're like that's great because it's a good thing uh-huh. obviously most people like warm and fuzzy things and you know critters are, are kind of warm and fuzzy sometimes so <laughs> yeah. people like that gun seasons are coming up so what does everybody want to do they want to sight in their rifle or their muzzleloader there's lines starting to pick up at some of these ranges so to combat that we tell people hey before you get there you can go on the on the go app or yes. go outdoors tennessee yeah buy your permits before you show up you don't have to get in that line you just show them hey i got my permit go right in get your guns checked yeah that's and the you way can start go. shooting there. Sounds like my wife at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) On the way over, she's got us a seat already. Yeah. Yeah. The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. we got a great show lined up for you today. It's all about... R3, Hunter Ed, yeah, ranges. It's going to be fun, Don. All that good stuff. Hey, looking forward to uh, to this day. I'm going to learn a lot. And uh, hey, before we get going, though, Jason, let's give a little shout out to one of our radio station partners. Definitely. WMCH 1260 AM. They are in Churchill, Tennessee. And uh, that's in the Tri-Cities area. And we are all over that station. 5.30 p.m., on Wednesdays and Saturday at 7.30 a.m. And then uh, the extras run during the week as well. So anyway, we appreciate them. WMCH 1260. Yeah, we appreciate those guys. We appreciate all our radio partners uh, for getting the show out there. We appreciate the listeners and the the guys and gals who watch the show out there. Thanks for following us. Thanks for watching, listening, liking, sharing, all that fun stuff. We're everywhere. Yes, yes. Uh, We're everywhere. And uh, today we're all over the state with ranges, Hunter Ed. That's right. All kinds of fun stuff. So we got Matt Clary with us today. He's our R3 coordinator, just taking on that role. We're going to learn about that. And then we have Randy Husky with us today. He's our Hunter Ed administrator and uh, our works with the, our ranges and things like that. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. Guys, thanks for being here. Yeah, good, happy You're to welcome. be here. Yeah. Uh, let's jump in and learn a little bit about you guys, first of all. And, and I know, Matt, you've been on the show a few times. Uh, Randy, you've been on with us before, but just kind of let folks know who we are, what you do, and that kind of thing. Yeah, Start so I'm Matt. I'm Matt Clary. I've been with the agency about 23, or actually about 24 years, uh, but most of my career was spent over in Region 3, over in the Crossville office, doing hunter education, boating safety, and a little bit of law enforcement training. So I've had, had my hands in the, the hunter ed basket, I guess you could say, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and then back in June, I took on a role called the R3 coordinator. And uh, if nobody knows what R3 is, it's recruit, retain, reactivate. So uh, the agency is, is tasked with that. And uh, looking forward to working with the agency, the different divisions and then also outside the agency as well with some of our partners. Very cool. So. Yeah. And you were in law enforcement for a while. You were an officer, right? Started yeah. Started out as an officer? Started out as an officer in Polk County, Tennessee and moved up the moved up the ranks a few years later and uh, actually still do have my commission, so I still get to go out and play with the guys and the officers and <laughs> get, to, get to do that kind of thing, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Randy. Uh, East Tennessee boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started out in, in Monroe County as an officer. I worked there for about 15 years. Uh, then I moved to Nashville and uh, 
eventually took the role of the Hunter Ed administrator. Awesome. Been doing that for about 15 years now. Uh, and just recently, I've, I got tasked with administering the uh, Hunter Ed centers and the ranges. So I'm awesome. yeah. kind of wearing a little different hat now, which I'm looking forward to. I've, yeah. got, I've got good staff to work with at the ranges. Got some really good guys with a lot of experience. Been running these ranges for a, for a long time, and they really know what they're doing. And that more importantly, man, they love what they do. Yeah. I mean, these guys are taking it upon themselves to improve the ranges and, and, and to improve the shooting experience for the for the customer. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you both are here today. Um and excited to and get welcome, into some of this. Welcome stuff. back to Nashville. You yeah, know. he's right. uh, he's getting he and his wife are getting used to the traffic patterns a little <laughs> bit. And, uh, it's kind of a different deal from Crossville, I'm I'm sure. And, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, we lived in Cleveland for the last four years or so, and if anybody knows where Cleveland, Tennessee is, just north of Chattanooga, and it's like a mini Chattanooga. It's, yeah, it's, I think Cleveland got me ready for the Nashville. Okay, there you what go. Happened here, but but yeah, as long as everybody's going in the same direction, I'm good with it. Uh-huh. You know, and I get to kind of veer off and go to the woods every once in a while but uh but yeah definitely i appreciate the the welcome and uh yeah we're definitely uh, getting used to it that's good well with your new role let's dive into to what the the division's going to be working on the r3 division and, and what they're going to be focused on and, and kind of remind folks what r3 is yeah so uh i think it was about two or three years ago we uh, the agency started talking about r3 really heavily um and it's it's really kind of the same thing we do every day but been doing we, it a long time yeah it's same type of stuff we've been doing forever but it's just a different mentality so when you think about r3 you think about what what do i do every day that affects the agency or affects how people look at hunting or uh-huh. fishing or shooting or anything that we do you know compared to what 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 people do outside the agency so it's 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 that mentality that i'm trying to get people to understand and think about so that the next time they're out there they'll think about what they're doing to affect somebody else. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things about R3, um, the recruitment, retention, reactivation, is uh, that it's it's more a holistic approach from the agency standpoint. It used to be that, you know, there were there were divisions between the divisions, so to speak. You know, the wildlife did their thing, and Hunter Ed did their thing, yeah. and now. Uh, we realize over time, and it's been kind of a national movement with the R3 thing that, that you know, hey, we're going to have to do something and be a little bit more holistic in how we approach this whole thing and get more people involved, the, the front desk folks and the, the folks that work in IT, just with a different, like you said, Matt, a different mindset about mm-hmm. R3 and how, how they can contribute to it. Right, and, and and in any any company or agency, there's so much division. Anyways, everybody's somebody's in this yeah. division or that division, and really, we're trying to get everybody together and trying to do cross division uh-huh. communication, whether it be working together, figuring out or finding out what they're doing. It kind of affects what I'm doing, so it's it's going to be an exciting time for the next five years, I think, just to just to see how how our agency reacts to that, and then hopefully we can get back to being more of a cohesive family again, uh-huh. i guess you could say so yeah i'm excited about it and not only is what they're doing affecting this or that but how can how can we help you as communications help r3 and as you know wildlife r3 help r you know whatever going back and forth so that's you know how can everybody work together and get to the same goal yeah and, and the, the other cool thing is it's not just our agency it's it's 
nationwide. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy how big this is getting and how more people are getting involved. There's more nonprofit agencies that are popping up to help agencies work through those things and and to you know even some of the funding that we have we're we're sharing that and we're saying okay we can't do it all but can you help us? Yeah, and can we figure out what's going on? Surveys are huge. We're trying to figure out what people want before we give it to them. Mm-hmm. That's easier than doing what we've been doing for 20 or 30 years yeah. and saying, why, why isn't this working? Well, it's because we're not giving them what they want. So they need, yeah. that's another whole big, big process that we're working through, too. So, yeah, it's just it's 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 new stuff, but it's putting it to the old <laughs> stuff that we've been doing for a while. You know, people think it's just a program. It's not a program. It's actually a, a way of thinking and a, and a new way to do business. And a lot of people don't realize that our funding, you know, the majority of it that we uh, do business with that we manage all the wildlife in Tennessee comes from license sales. Yeah, license sales, but then also people that may not hunt or fish. Right. Uh, you know, so you know we talking we're talking to talk about some ranges today. The reason yeah. a lot of our money comes back is through those shooters uh-huh. yeah. uh, buying those guns, that ammunition. Yeah. Those things actually go back to conservation, and that's what we love about. Uh, getting everybody together and letting them know that we all work together at this, not just mm-hmm. the shooters are doing this and the hunters are doing this, but we're all kind of working together at the right. same, same venue. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's jump into that. Uh, ranges. We we were chatting the other day. You sent me an email. I was like, we need to remind folks about this or get you know educate people on the ranges and things that's going on, and that's why we're here today. Yeah, I'll just touch on a little bit and let Randy kind of take over on what's going on there. But the main thing is it, it's it's hunting season is coming, or we're in it, but yeah. gun seasons are coming up. So what does everybody want to do? They want to sight in their rifle or their muzzleloader. Mm. So there's lines starting to go pick up mm. at some of these ranges. So Stones River is one of our very busy yeah. ranges. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to combat that, we, we kind of tell people, hey, before you get there, you can go on the app, on the, uh, on the Go app or yes. Go Outdoors Tennessee. Yeah. Buy your permits before you show up. You don't have to mm. get in that line. You just show them, hey, I got my permit. Go right in, get your guns checked, yeah, that's and you can start shooting. Yeah. So those are some things that you can think about, you know, pre-planning before you get out there. Sounds like my wife at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> On the way over, she's got us a seat already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can get your seat before you get there? Just about, wow. yeah. Yeah. Just, just report <laughs> in. Same thing at the ranges, you know. It's like Matt said, go ahead and sign up and get your place in line. And I love it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Cracker Barrel ain't got nothing on us. That's right. right. Um, so page 46 of the hunting guide, the current hunting guide, uh, is TWRA firing ranges. Uh, you can check out the permit fees on page 6. Uh, so 46 and 6 in the um, in the hunting guide. But, Matt, you've got the prices in front of you there, right? Yeah. So, share some of that. Uh, yeah, real quick, the Tier 1 ranges, which is our smaller ranges, like at our WMAs and yeah. stuff, they're going to be 5 bucks for two hours. Uh, or you can buy an annual one for $100. Uh, tier 2 ranges like Stones River uh, and um, – uh, John Severe. John Severe. Yep. I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> lost lost it right there. Uh, there's seven fifty for a two hour permit or one hundred fifty for a year. And then our last one, our tier three, which we only have one, which is our indoor range in Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nine fifty for an hour and uh, three hundred for a annual permit. Uh, so yeah, those those permits are ready to go on on the app, and uh, you guys can take care of that before you get there. Yeah, and those prices are very reasonable. Oh yeah, compared to other ranges. Compared yeah. to private ranges, yeah, oh, I'm sure yeah. they are. Yeah. Well, and I just t- I just flipped over to page six, and tier one permits are not required for annual license holders, correct? That's true. So if you got the combo license or sportsman's or whatever, you're good to go. You're good to go on that one. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, Randy, what's going on at the ranges these days? What's what's folks going to 
uh, they're going to see improvements. They're going to see, you know, oh, yeah. offerings and all kinds of stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Like I said earlier, you know, our range managers, man, these guys are uh, they're on top of things. And, and, you know, they've been doing it a while. Most of them been there for, for several years. Mm-hmm. And, and they're always improving their ranges. They're always looking for something to do. Um, to improve that range and, and to improve the, the experience for the shooters. Uh, one thing we got going at Stones River, which should be rolled out maybe January, February, hopefully, is we're looking to do a steel challenge course, which the shooter will be able to come up and, and, and pay the fee for an hour. They get to shoot the steel challenge, the steel challenge course. Which Do they have to wear their boots and spurs for this one? <laughs> <laughs> they can well, if they, they want to. Yeah, if they want to, I'm sure. It sounds like a Western game. <laughs> but it's, it's it consists of the plates. You can shoot the steel plates. You can shoot dueling trees. You know, challenge your buddy to a dueling tree. That's oh, that's pretty cool. awesome. Uh, they got the Texas Star, which I don't know if y'all shot that, but that's I that, have not. That's real challenging. Huh. That, that's a series of plates on a on a rotating target. Oh wow! And when you shoot it, it'll go back and forth, and yeah, it's 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 real challenging, but. Uh, Tim Turrentine at Stones River has really been on the ball developing this course and, oh, cool. and getting this this going. And it's man for that price. I mean, you're not going to beat that anywhere to come out and shoot steel and challenge your friends to to a dueling tree or a yeah. plate challenge or yeah. you know, whatever you want to shoot. I mean, and it's <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun for for uh, Stones River. If you need some test runs, holler at me. I'd love to give it a shot. <laughs> and, and Stones River and Tim's also developed. A, is in the process of, of putting together a, a flurry machine and creating a course based on those flurry machines. He's going to build a platform, and, and people can come out and pay for pay for the, the use of that range. And I don't know if you know what a flurry machine is exactly, but it's a, it's a series of throwers, and they throw birds at, <laughs> at any height, any direction. You don't know where they're going to go, and they all come out. I mean, there'll just be very random a bunch a flurry of yeah. birds. It's a flurry machine. Uh-huh. It just throws a bunch of clay targets in the air, and you and your buddy or five of your buddies can stand there and shoot it and mm. challenge each other and yeah, that's cool. See who can hit them and who cannot, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun for shooters. Shooters are going to enjoy uh-huh. that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you bring a lot of shotgun shells. Yeah. You're going to shoot a lot. It's addictive, man. It's like you start shooting, you're like, man, I've already went through two boxes of shells. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's good you bring that up. We don't offer shells for sale at these ranges. It's only the permit and and the targets are there and things like that, but you got to bring your own ammo, bring your own guns, right? Yep, that's correct. Yep, make sure you bring your own. On ammo, yeah, and, and bring it unloaded, correct? Bring the guns oh, yeah. unloaded. Oh, absolutely. Cased, yeah, all we, those rules. Yeah, we have an inspection station. You got to bring it cased and unloaded, and you got to go through the inspection station. Inspection station just to make sure. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just you know, safety on our ranges. That's that's the number one thing. We don't want anybody to get hurt. So, nope. uh, yeah. So be sure to bring your firearm in a case. Yeah, unloaded. Well, and and talk about that too. Safety side on like a tier one range on WMAs. How that. You know, you're on your own there, right? It, it's on you pretty, to be safe. Pretty much. I mean, sometimes they may be uh, uh, one of our employees there just checking on things, uh, possibly. Sometimes there are some volunteers that work some of these okay. unmanned ranges, okay. believe it or not, that that are there. But but still, you're pretty much on your own. So, you know, you've got to be aware of, of, of the people around you that are shooting around you. Watch what they're doing, you know, before you go down range, make sure it's yeah. clear. You know, sure y'all communicate and make yeah. sure that yeah. that you are operating on a cold range if you're going to go down range. Uh, and there again, you know, bring that firearm to that range unloaded and mm-hmm. cased as well. I mean, that just uh, that's just respect for your other shooters. Sure. I mean, you see a guy come in with a, 
rifle in his hand coming to the range, it's a little unnerving, you know. Yeah. Bring that firearm in, cased and unloaded, and pointed in the safety direction. You got all that good stuff. You got to be extra safe, man, because yeah. you don't have that range safety officer looking down the line and making sure that it's cold range or hot range. Yeah. So just you know, be extra safe on those ranges. Uh huh. And I'll throw this out there too, as far as you know, clean up and things. Pick up after yourself. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, we've got, like you said, we've got some volunteers. We got our guys out there when they can be. You know, other times yeah. they're working in the field and whatnot. But clean up after yourself and yeah, don't bring any TVs to shoot at things like that. Right? Exactly. <laughs> most of most of these unmanned ranges are are really the the WMA manager has went above and beyond and created this range to allow the sportsmen to use. And it's really an addition and an extra burden on him to yeah, come out. Yeah, it's not like they to, don't have anything else. No, to do. they've got plenty. They got plenty of things to do. This is just kind of an extra thing that a lot of yeah. them have took on themselves. And you know, just just like Jason said, take care of that yeah. range. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, awesome. Leave it better than you found it. Yeah, that's what we always say when That's you're right. when you're hunting too. When you go on somebody else's property and they uh, one one more thing that we're working on right now too for for our hunter ed centers is uh, we're working on a kiosk. Uh, Matt mentioned earlier to go ahead and, and sign up on the app before uh -huh. you get there. That really helps with the range staff with, with getting you processed and getting you in the range as quick as possible. Because at some points, Stones River and John Sevier both, I mean, they'll have a line yeah. all the way through the parking lot, and they can't get everybody in. They right. just can't do it. So if you sign up on the app and get your place, you know, get your place and get your permit before purchased yeah. already beforehand, it really helps. But we're working on a kiosk system, too, for people that don't, do that there'll be a kiosk set up uh -huh. and you can go up to that kiosk and you know sign in and pay and all that stuff and that, that really that's going to help too yeah. versus going to the window and having to pay cash or you don't have cash you got to go to the atm and, and it just yeah. holds up everything well that's good to know so our rangers are cash cash only or is that well, the case or we can take a credit card okay but it don't always work johnson <laughs> john severe and stones river they <laughs> The connections are so bad. Yeah, that could, yeah. And they have to type them in by hand. Mm -hmm. The numbers by hand sometimes, and still that don't work. So, so that's why it takes a little bit. It takes a little while. It takes yeah. a long easier time. Easier to get it before you go. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Definitely. Very good. Very good. And uh, we all know shooting's important, right, Don? Yes. I mean, uh, a lot of these shooters that come are not even hunters, right? Yeah. Matt touched on that a little bit ago mm -hmm. um, about. What what kind of numbers are there percentage-wise, Matt, you think, that are shooters that aren't necessarily hunters? Yeah, so we just got some survey uh, data back, and uh, it, sh it sounds like – it looks like we've got about 75% of shooters actually don't hunt. Wow. Um, or firearms owners in that same group. But, uh -huh. uh, but yeah, so we're kind of working with that data to kind of figure out how do we – how do we cater to them or how do we reach out to them and let them know that they're helping conservation as well? Because some of them don't even know that. They're not – most of them don't care. They're like, that's great because it's a good thing. Uh -huh. Obviously, most people like warm and fuzzy things mm -hmm. and, you know, critters and, and, and are kind of warm and fuzzy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So people like that. Uh -huh. And uh, they're good with their money going towards that. But we want them to be a little bit more uh, in, informed about where their money's going. So that way maybe down the road they can help us back – you know tenfold on that too yeah so, yeah so just that that same r3 aspect everybody's getting together and understanding where where things are going and where it's coming from and so i think it's going to help that's good yeah awesome yeah well let's jump into some other things coming out of y'all's shop what's uh what's some of the stuff y'all are working on i know you know hunter ed's big and and some intro classes are coming up let's kind of what's going on yeah well you know we've 
we've uh, piloted a few programs. Uh, John Severe, uh, Chad Gann, our range manager up there, has, has been real proactive and started a uh, uh, it's not really – it's kind of an introduction to handguns, but it's more of a handgun carry class mm -hmm. that he's doing. Um, but we're going to kind of take that to the next step, and we're going to start offering these introduction to handgun courses across the state. Uh, we've got to get some instructors certified, mm -hmm. uh, but we want to roll that out along with all these 101 classes. We've got big ideas. You know, we want to do uh, introduction to archery, introduction to rifles, introduction to turkey hunting, uh, small game hunting yeah. we've got a list of classes that we've already got developed we just um, need to start teaching and actually some of our instructors our hunter ed instructors have jumped on that wagon uh -huh. and have already started these we've had some uh, instructors in montgomery county teach some introduction to turkey hunting introduction to archery classes and and have had some big classes actually a lot of a lot of interest in these classes awesome. and and the classes have just man they've just done very well you talk about passion from a uh, hunter ed volunteer the, yeah those guys and gals are uh, sold out I those mean, they're, guys they're are totally and i can't say it. enough about those guys i love those guys i love being around that group of people i mean they volunteer their time yeah to come out and teach people something that they love uh -huh. and and they love it and and you can you can tell when they teach a class how much they love that class they put their soul and their heart into it and, and of course, all their time. I mean, yeah. they volunteer. They volunteer hundreds of hours a year. Mm -hmm. These guys are just super dedicated, and and Matt knows as well as I do. Man, these guys would do anything for the program. They love it. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't say enough about those guys. Yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, and then trapping. I mean, do these yeah. hunter ed volunteers help with the trapping courses so, as well? Some or? of them do. Some of them are trappers, but. Most of the trappers are are a, a different bunch. They're super dedicated as well, um, but they're usually from the trapper associations. Usually, mm. those, those are the ones that come out and teach the classes. Uh, a lot of our officers are actually teaching some of those classes as well, uh, and we have some trapper education trailers throughout the state mm -hmm. that we use uh, for the trapping education program. You cool. you got to carry a lot of equipment around when you're teaching <laughs> trapper education. It's, it's not just a, a <laughs> rifle on the shoulder and no, a tree stand or something. You can't just show up. You got to have you got to have your trailer full of stuff. Yeah, uh, it takes a lot of a lot of equipment. But we have uh, several of those educational trailers, and we do several of those classes a year. So nice. You, know, you may want to. Keep your eye out for the trapper education classes. Yeah, I know. A big one at Buffalo Ridge, a big one yeah. at Hiawassee, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, mm -hmm. keep an eye out for those classes. Those yeah. Are, those are always fun. Yeah. Learn a lot, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's kind of roll back a little bit. You talk about volunteers and, and, you know, working inside the agency, but also reaching out to those groups outside. And a Hunting and Fish Academy was recently on a show, but they, they're they a big part of what we do as far as educating they do a lot of intro classes as well right yeah for sure i mean we couldn't do it without them i mean just because we do have a big pool of instructors and of course agency employees that work but then also we've got some partners like you said uh federation the tennessee wildlife federation is helping us a, a big way uh if you look at our Bray event calendar just look at all the intro classes that are listed they can be they may be virtual or they may be in person there's even some hunting uh, opportunities that you may be able to get involved with, whether you be a youth mm -hmm. or, or a lady or or possibly a family mm -hmm. can get together and uh -huh. go hunting together. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, we've got, got big resources. They've got lots of land that they can utilize that they've made some connections yeah. with. So yeah. lots of big things going on. Um, mm -hmm. We're partnering with lots of different groups like that. Uh, Artemis is one. It's a it's a women's group that uh, hunts, and, hunts and fishes together. And they recently just got a lease of land over in Crab Orchard, Tennessee, and they've got applicants 
asset put in for that lease, and it's a bunch of girls getting together going hunting. So it's a pretty wow. cool deal. Yeah, uh, and we help help fund that program. So it's a, it's a great great thing. Nice. Um, I could I could name off about ten more, but yeah, that, we can't do it without them. I mean, I think it yeah. spreads that dollar so much farther. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps it helps our time as well because we only got so much time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's. It's always been the goal, I think, of the agency, but I think we're finally seeing the, the, the fruits of those labors. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome to see. You know, hear all those ladies. I mean, you got that uh, the the group. Uh, oh man, I put myself on the spot there. <laughs> Kate, Kate, group. yeah, Kate Joiner and her group in Nashville, and then you got the, yeah. that group yeah. and doing that, and you know, crab orchard. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome to see those ladies getting out there and just doing it. You know, it yeah. is. It it's it's about making things replicable too. You know, we're we're teaching them things to get them started. Yeah. But then we got to bring them along. We got to show that support, uh-huh. uh, and that's that's that retention side of the of the three R's that we talk about. And the agency does a really good job at recruiting because it's kind of easy. You do your intro classes. Yeah. You do your pre fishing days. Whatever Youth those weekends. Yeah. yeah. We can we can introduce it to them because that's pretty pretty easy for us to do. But we can't go with that child or that lady or whoever for three years. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you remember the first time you went hunting fish, that wasn't the first and the only time you were taken out. Yeah. It took a few times. Mm-hmm. You had to learn the things. You had to go to hunter education. Yeah. You had to get the gear. You had all those things. It takes a while. So we understand that we can't do everything. Right. So that's why we partner with these groups to help with that retention side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and it's not only hunting. It's not only shooting. It's fishing, too. Yes. Uh, you got david lowry running around with fishing trailers and i hear there's maybe two or three more in the works and yeah we got we got a couple more uh made up this past summer uh i say made up put together and and put out to a couple regions and we're hoping that we got enough money in the budget this next spring and we'll maybe get a couple more and that's just getting more poles in hands is what we're doing Mm -hmm. get more people out there doing community fishing events small groups um some some actually companies do some Team that, building things. That's pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah. The, the corporate. Uh, I think we need to do that more. <laughs> yeah, some team yeah. building. I believe it. Get the divisions out there. Creek fishing or something. Let's yeah, do, do a little competition, a little friendly competition. <laughs> so yeah, David's running all over the the state for that. But also, like I said, we've used those dollars to spread the love to the regions, to where we've got fisheries people doing stuff. We've got uh, outreach people doing stuff. So it's it just depends on who's who wants to do it. That's why we always go to those people. You know, we don't make people do. It. We ask, say, hey. Who exactly. wants to do this and we'll roll right. with it so yeah. so yeah if you're looking for something to do or need something for a group uh let us know and we can get you in line with david yeah and when that trailer shows up I man it's got everything you need it's a one-stop deal that's right he's even got worms and probably a can of <laughs> can of coke or something yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> snacks all kinds of Heck fun yeah stuff. well i just wanted to pull up the guy here real quick while we're talking about it. 33 bucks for a hunting and fishing combo just to go fishing, it's 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 inexpensive, and that's all year. You can fish all year right. for thirty three bucks. It's a it's kind of the gateway to getting into the outdoors. It's an easy way to get into the outdoors. And it really and get is. Started. That's one of the main uh, uh, sports that we have that that we really we really see an increase in that just about every year, or it stays pretty much the same. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we still like bringing people in because that could bleed into another another sport that we have. So we're yeah we're definitely if you if you want to learn about something more about outdoors, yeah, try fishing. I yeah, think you'll yeah, like it. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna put let's say one of you on the spot here and jump in, whoever wants to. But uh, in your years of experience, what's been one of those stories that just stands out to you where y'all mentored somebody or been on a hunt or something like that? 
Gosh. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't both speak at once. I mean, you've right. both been a big part of the BOW stuff and, and yeah. youth hunting events yeah, and things. I can, but. I can maybe jump in real quick, and then Randy maybe possibly. But uh, we were talking about Kate. Yeah. Actually, I was one of the first people that taught her how to shoot a gun at a Becoming Outdoors Women event eight years ago, nine years ago, I think it was. Wow, yeah. And she just got hooked, and ever since then, she's been progressively getting closer and closer, and now she's... Passed it on, yeah. Now we're partnering with her yeah. little company <laughs> yeah. to help promote this program. Yeah. So it's great. You got a quick one there, Randy? I've had some uh, students in hunter education that... Man, when they kill their first deer and they come up and tell me about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, yeah. I have them as a student and, and they come up and tell you about their first deer. I mean, that that's happened multiple times. Yeah. That's always that's always a, a good one. Yep. Makes you feel good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey. And I always remember my times going out with Randy hunting together, man. Yeah, we used to <laughs> We used, we used to, to hunt a little bit. Now we we're so busy. A lot. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to hunt a lot. Yeah, we public get, land stuff. Yeah, we need to get back into that. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. All right. We'll do I'll, a little segment. A little I'll video. bring a video <laughs> camera. Yeah. There you go. There Sounds go. good. Yeah. Oh uh, Well, this has been fun, guys. Thanks for the info. Uh, thanks for sharing your passion for the outdoors and, and uh, passing it on. Yeah. Keep up the great work. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Keep coming back. Keep watching. Keep listening. Like and sharing. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.